Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on texasfootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. Got a bunch of tangled cords over here. My name's Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook or you listen to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She's the Duchess of the Dorks. She's not wearing a cool fox jacket. She's Ashley Pickle. I've had cool fox jackets for a long time now. You're behind, sir. I got a care package from my friend Marion Fox, and I was very happy. <laughs> and it maybe is probably because I asked for it, mm-hmm. because uh, you had the uh, gall, the audacity mm-hmm. to post a photo uh, and, um, on your I think Instagram, I think. Yeah. Instagram. Uh, of like you at like a game. And like, by the way, let me just call out Pickle here for a moment. Um Oh God! Yeah, <laughs> she was. Uh, she was very clearly posting what is a very good photo of her. Uh-huh. It's like it's like kind of like a badass reporter photo. <laughs> she's got the she's got the microphone. She's walking away, kind of like the hair kind of swept back. Something <laughs> like that. she's like, I'm on a mission to go talk to somebody. But she had to put some sort of like self-deprecating <laughs> caption in it and be like, I forgot my gloves on the other side of the field. <laughs> Or something like that. <laughs> and it's like, instead, it's like, no, no, you're not fooling anybody. You know you look like a badass yeah. in that photo. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I was pumped for that photo. Yeah. Our buddy, uh, uh, Tommy. Tommy we have his Yeah, we have his name listed as Thomas, and his name is actually Tommy. Like on our photos, so okay. we need to uh, we need to credit then him I on will, that. We're going to change it to Tommy. Um, I, that's, it's funny because we... On the paperwork that we do for photographers, uh-huh. you have to listen to it. So we've, anyway, I'll just have to start changing yeah. it to Tommy. But uh, no, he was cool. It's it's funny to like, f- like I get to meet so many of our photographers at these games. Like mm-hmm. there's usually once a week and they, hey, and so yeah, if you're a photographer and you see me, say hi. Yes. I, I don't bite. Today, today is Tuesday, <laughs> November 3rd, 2020, 23 days till Thanksgiving. Episode 1060, 1060, the number of hits for Buddy Bell in his Lester's Texas Rangers career. On today's show, friends, we're going to announce the Dave Campbell's Texas football teams of the week and the dairy max built by chocolate milk assistant coach of the week we're going to hear from houston wheatley coach cornelius mcfarland undefeated houston yeah. wheatley we'll hear from them him coming up here in a moment in the back half of the show we'll talk to the hall of famer craig way as we always do so um i think it's important that we take a moment to talk about um today today is november 3rd taco tuesday uh, it's tuesday november 3rd and 
it's an important day um, in America. It's an important day across the world. It's an important day on, on the world stage. And I feel like you need to do your part. So let me just be uh, one of those people to tell you that you need to celebrate National Sandwich Day. Mm-hmm. Today is National Sandwich Day. Yeah. Eat a sandwich. Yes. Do it. You know what? I don't, you know, I don't like to pull this card. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Do your duty as a citizen. Mm-hmm. Eat a sandwich today. Yes. I full agree. I'm Greg Tepper, and I approve this message. <laughs> this ad was paid for by. <laughs> that is one of the things I will not miss. Oh, I will God, not miss, the ads. I will not uh, miss political ads. No. I will not miss the texts. No. I will not miss. Do you I, get 800? Maybe it's just because I live in an apartment complex, but do you get 8,000 male things right now? Like the. And they're awkward sized. Well, so many. Well, like, I wish I could say, hey, I voted. Well, the other Please thing stop. is, the other thing about it is that I made the mistake a couple of years ago, back in my form, back in my formative days, mm-hmm. that I did, um, I did donate some money to a political campaign. Uh huh. Once, and they've never let me forget it. Yeah. They've never. No, let I me just forget it. you know. I get the texts. I get the calls. Yeah, I, I just get live the emails, there. I get. And it is so, like, I almost took a picture of them the other day. I should have saved them from the get-go to see, like, how many I got. But those, like, lengthy ones. Um, also, real fast, on a super controversial topic, mm. um, will a rap count for National Ooh. Sandwich Day? Because that's a... You know what? Ugh. You know what? I'm going to allow it because what we need to do, we need to be, this is a time to be united. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, gonna, I'm, not, I'm not seeking to divide. Right. I, I think that if you go with a rap... If you go with, um, uh, you know, a, 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 a falafel, if you go with mm-hmm. all of these, anything that you think might like a be panini, a sandwich, yeah. like a panini, mm-hmm. go for it. Go for That's it. That's fine. We need to be united in this. Right. Yeah. We I'll to give... celebrate National Sandwich Day together. Typically, I would say no on the wrap, but today of all days, to- I feel today... like if you want to do that and feel healthy about yourself as a healthy option, go for it today is a day of unity count it today's a day of unity Mm -hmm. we are united so uh, a sandwich and a wrap for all yes yes is there anything else going on today no i don't think so dave campbell's texas football is proud to honor uh is proud to honor one team from each classification with the team of the week award the school select throughout the course of this program have exemplified the best in texas high school football your week 10 dave campbell's texas football teams of the week in 6a San Antonio Holmes, Christopher Medelez scrambled for an 11-yard touchdown in overtime. The Huskies' defense made it stand up as Holmes defeated San Antonio Lee 21-13, snapping a 16-game losing streak. In 5A, Wichita Falls, Cameron Gould's third touchdown of the game and Zai Gravitt's two-point conversion pass to Ty Willie gave the Coyotes their f- the lead with 4-11 left and the special teams unit blocked a would-be game-winning field goal as Wichita Falls down district rival Canyon Randall, 36-35. In 4A, Cannondale, in a rare late-season non-district battle, the Wildcats shut out high-powered Wimberley in the second half to grind out a 17-14 win over the Texans. In 3A, Elkhart... In the finale of what's been a discouraging season, the Elks finished strong, upsetting district rival Huntington 16-14 to earn their first win of the year. In 2A, Como Picton. In a bruising defensive slugfest, the the Eagles earned a critical district victory with a 9-8 win over Alba Golden, keeping themselves in the hunt for a playoff spot. 
In 1A, White Deer. In a six-man stunner, the Buck, the Bucks rather, got a huge game from Hunter Warminski and soared past state-ranked Turkey Valley in emphatic fashion, 74-34. to Into the private school ranks, Austin Brentwood Christian. In a wild back-and-forth fourth quarter, the Bears scored a go-ahead touchdown with under five minutes to go and stopped a would-be game-winning two-point conversion in the final minutes to hang on for a 27-26 win over Bernie Geneva. So those are your Week 10 Dave Campbell's Texas Football Teams of the Week. Congratulations to all the teams. We salute you. For more information, visit TexasFootball.com. Another one. Another one. Derry Max and Dave Campbell's Texas Football are proud to team up this year to honor excellence in coaching and the hard work that assistant coaches put in on behalf of their teams. Each week, the Texas football staff nominates four deserving assistant coaches across the state for the Derry Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week and let fans decide on the winner via Twitter poll. It all leads up to the Derry Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Year decided at season's end. Your Week 10 Derry Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week nominees. Northwest Eaton defensive coordinator Craig Harden. The Eagles picked off a pair of passes and shut down Byron Nelson. In route to a 24-0 shutout victory, the program's first win over their Northwest ISD rival. Mission defensive coordinator Chris Castillo. The Eagles stymied PSJA, holding the Bears to just 82 yards total offense in a dominating 30-0 road victory over their district foe. New Braunfels Canyon defensive offense coordinator, rather, John Ford. The Cougars rang up 340 yards on the ground behind running back Michael Williford in an impressive 49-41 win over district rival Seguin. And finally, Brady offensive coordinator Heath Region. The Bulldogs offense had plenty of bite on Friday night, getting a huge game from quarterback Hayden Baronet as Brady clinched a playoff spot with a 53-34 win over Ingram Moore. So those are your Week 10 Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week nominees. Vote now on Twitter at DCTF. That's twitter.com slash DCTF. This ad was paid for by... (laughs) (laughs) So Matt Steph was on the road last week. Fact. And he went to H-Tiny Hole Design. Uh, was down in the Houston area, uh, was at a big-time rivalry matchup mm-hmm. as Houston Wheatley stays undefeated with a victory on, I believe it was a Saturday? Yes. On Saturday. And afterwards, he caught up with the head coach of Houston Wheatley, Cornelius McFarland. Here's Matt Stepp's conversation with Cornelius McFarland of Houston Wheatley here on Texas Football Today. Matt Stepp, Dave Campbell's Texas Football here at Barnett Stadium in Houston, here with the head coach of the Wheatley Wildcats, Coach Cornelius McFarland, after a 30-24 to win over, over Houston Yates to remain unbeaten on the season. Coach, first off, congratulations on the big rivalry win. Hey, I, I appreciate you a whole lot. Uh, we, these kids have been working hard. Uh, we we kind of started kind of late. We lost through, uh, four games due to the uh, delay, and uh, our kids just came ready to play. They were ready ready for the season to start. I think they were a little antsy being closed up so long, and uh, we were just happy we had, we, we had an opportunity to come out and play this year. All right, now you, you know you guys jumped. You know, game started out a little slow. You know, the, the, both offenses are kind of feeling each other out. Kind of made some mistakes in the red zone. Third quarter of the game, big plays started happening left and right, and you guys were able to seize control. But then Yates kind of made a late run at you guys. Um, you know, talk about your kids and being able to hang on in such a rivalry win. Because this is a, this is an emotional game. Uh, you know, both communities want to win this game really bad. Both both schools want to win it really bad. Uh, how how do you feel like your your kids handled that adversity late in the game? Well, uh, I mean, we had a, it, it was we had a few mishaps early. Uh, we had a, made a couple of adjustments at halftime. Uh, the guys, they've been they've been looking at this game. Uh, they, I don't think they looked over anybody. 
we know it, it's been a big community thing for years, a very historical game. And uh, our guys, you know, they overcame with the with the second half. Yates made a, a great push at the, you know, toward the latter part of the game. And I'm just, just so proud of those guys for hanging on. This game, if for someone not from Houston, how would you describe this rivalry game? What does it mean to the, to the, to the fifth ward and the third ward to play this game? Um, it means so much. I mean, I've seen alumni come in, come, uh, come to the school, and they're pr class of '59 and class of '63, and and they wear their purple and white so proud. And they all they talk about is how how it used to be. And 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 coach, you better get out there and get them boys ready to play because we got to have this win this weekend. So I'm happy that we was able to pull that and bring that back to the community. More importantly for you guys, as far as playoff positioning goes, the, the win tonight really solidifies your positioning. I know you got one more next week, but but I know looking ahead, you know, I know you where you want to get this program to be a, a team that not just wins district but wins playoff games. What do you think you guys need to do to keep keep the momentum going and keep getting better as you try to get into the playoffs? The, the, the main thing with us is we just keep we got to keep uh, stressing fundamental fundamental play. Uh, we know as, as we get ready to go, uh, uh, we got one more game left with Worthen as a real competitive team, and then uh, we, we look we we kind of peeped at who we may be playing, which is the the district with uh, the El Campo district, and uh, those guys are doing really well. So our guys, we just got to keep working hard, and and uh, you know we got to coach them up, got to coach them up, get ready to play. Now you know with with COVID, and I asked Coach Dixon this at the Heights earlier this afternoon. You know, being able to play football, and for those folks who don't understand the challenges that an inner city coach has when you're dealing with, with some of the things that you wouldn't have to deal with in the suburbs, how important is it for your kids to be able to come out here, have some structure, and play play the game they love so much? Oh man, it's just you know, you know, it's, it's such a family. You know, our guys when we came together, you know, they wanted to you know hug and dap up each other and just hang tight because they missed each other. And, you know, but we had to stress to them, hey, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic. We we got to keep, you know, if you want to keep playing, you got to you got to keep the distance. You got to keep a mask on. Yeah, and if you see our helmets, we had a, a, a full shield that comes all the way down to the bottom. And so it was a, it was quite an adjustment at first because uh, the kids were saying, Coach, I can't breathe, can't breathe. I said, Well, do you want to play football? And so that's what the district mandated us to do. And you said, If you want to play, that's what we got to do. So uh, they, I think they made a really good adjustment. Every now and then they fog up, but you know, they uh, I think they they're learning to work with it. And I'm just happy that they had a chance to play this year. You know, I had some seniors. That, that wanted to get some film in, and and I'm just happy that we had this chance, to, uh, the opportunity to play this year. Question for you, the big win. How, how, what do you celebrate? What's the post game? What's your favorite post game meal after celebrating the win? What do you like to eat? My favorite post game meal. Uh, you know, like I say, I always tell people I love barbecue, but I think every barbecue joint is closed right now. So I'll probably have to settle with uh, probably some chilies or something tonight. But I, I'm, uh, it'll be something good. Uh, as you can see, this COVID, I, I got to work this COVID weight off. There you go. But uh, uh, it, it's going to it's gonna be a celebration. Congrats on the win. Good luck the rest of the way. And uh, we appreciate what you do for student athletes in the state of Texas. Yeah, hey, sure. Thank you. Thank you. Coming out and checking us out. There he is, Cornelius McFarland, head coach of the Wheatley Wildcats down there in Houston. They are 5-0. and They play Houston Worthing on Friday. Friday? Friday the 7th? No. No. Saturday. Saturday's they play 7th. Saturday. Uh, uh, Houston Worthing. Uh, and if they win that, they will finish undefeated in the regular season for the first time as a UIL program, which is That's quite pretty impressive. Awesome. That's back to 1967. Wheatley was a power in the... Um, PVIL, mm -hmm. so I can't speak to. I don't have the PVIL records in front of me, so I don't know their last actual 
undefeated regular season. But as far as UIL is concerned, so back to 1967, they have never had an undefeated regular season. If they beat Houston Worthing on Saturday, then they will accomplish that. So we Exciting appreciate stuff. Coach Cornelius McFarland catching up with Matt Sepp after the big win over Houston Yates on Friday, Saturday. We are at Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. It's our subscription, subscription package. Blah. Two magazines a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com. If you go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Pickle, let's go to the hotline. And let's bring in the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer. You hear him on the horn in Austin every morning from 10 to noon. And then you also uh, see him on High School Scoreboard Live on Friday nights on Fox Sports Southwest. We're joined by the great Craig Way. Craig, how are things in beautiful Austin, Texas? They are beautiful. It's uh, like it is in so many other uh, parts of the state, I guess, this week. It's been really nice. Temperature in the low 70s. I mean, this this is what November is supposed to look like in the state of Texas, right? I mean, people could talk about how how uh, hot it is on the other, but this is this is kind of what it's supposed to look like this time of year. So it's great, which means it's great for football. Assuming you know you, you have uh, games on the field, we do have some games. It's unfortunate that some fall by the wayside, and some probably uh, some more probably before the week is out, but. The ones that are up there, we've got some good ones this week. We do. We have got a great slate. But I do want to ask you a little bit about Week 11 because I know, you know, you and I in our conversations, I know this is one of your favorite weeks because uh, I know you've you've used the phrase unwrapping the package, unwrapping the present uh, for the playoffs. But obviously this year is different because it, it will be the final week of the regular season for uh, 4A and below, but... 6A and 5A, we've got to wait another four weeks before we're getting to their portion of unwrapping the presents. So, I guess, does that diminish in your mind a little bit of the the celebration, the fun of this week? Or is it, hey, we're getting some playoff brackets, we're just happy to have them? Well, I've given that a lot of thought, Tep, really and truly. I've thought about that a lot. And I've kind of really kind of relegated it into, and I don't know, I didn't live this experience, but some of my friends did in the past and some of my kids' friends have. So I would say, look at it. If we're truly talking about unwrapping the playoff package, like a big present you open up, just think of high school football in Texas as coming from divorced parents. You're getting two Christmases this year, okay? You're getting a chance to open up sets of presents. One this week decide who's getting in from 4A down through 1A, and then in a few weeks, 5A and 6A. I think that's the best way to look at it. It's probably the only way we look, hey, we get, we get to see who's getting into the playoffs and who's going, uh, you know, what it, how it will slide in 6A in terms of Division One and Division Two. So, yeah, you, you know, it's, it's probably the best way to look at it and say, look, we get to open the playoff package twice. Maybe that means you're getting two Christmases. Uh, and, and obviously, this week is going to be a lot of fun. But I do want to—I do want to look back on on last week. And and one thing that struck me about last week's results were there were a couple of games that we had our eye on that 
ended up being decided by relatively eye-popping margins. Um, specifically, I know you were very excited about Timpson and Joaquin. Timpson ends up winning that game 63 to nothing. Uh, and then both of us were interested in Mart and Bremond, uh, pot- potentially a last uh, test for the number one Mart Panthers. They end up winning that game, I want to say, 78 to 6 or something. Yeah, they're There's, up 50 at the half. Yeah. Up 50 nothing <laughs> at halftime. Um, how do you especially when you're dealing with teams that are very clearly at or near the top of their respective classifications. How do you factor in in your own uh, algebra as far as trying to identify these teams? How do you factor in uh, these eye-popping margins? Uh, you only got to win a game by one, but obviously some style points along the way can, can certainly help. How do you, how do you factor those in uh, kind of as a whole? Yeah, I, I like your use of the term algebra. It makes me think of the, the Chevy Chase line from Saturday Night Live when he was impersonating uh, President Ford in the debate. It was to, it was my understanding there was to be no math. So, uh, <laughs> you know, that, that, that said, uh, I think, you know, sometimes I look at some of those matchups, especially, and I think Timson Joaquin falls into this category because you and I both said Joaquin's a good football team, but clearly they were blown out of the water by Timpson, and that caused in your Dave Campbell's top 10 rankings for them, for Timpson to fall out. Of course, Panhandle's playing well, and so they merit the right to be in anyway, or Joaquin to fall out, rather, and Timpson to move up. Uh, I, I look at some of those kind of like how you look at a Super Bowl sometimes. You get two really good teams, or even in a college football national championship game, you get two really good teams, and one of them is hitting all cylinders, and they're playing like the really good team that they are, and for whatever reason, the other team is an off day or an off night, and they're not on. And the result can get lopsided. It's happened a lot in the past with some Super Bowls. Uh, and I think it happens like that. We've seen it happen in state championship games. And I think it's similar like that. I don't know that – in fact, I know, I, I would say, I know that Mark on a regular basis is at 72 points better than Bremont. Mm-hmm. However, uh, last Saturday they were, clearly. You could have gone six-man on it and called it at the half when it was 50 to zip. You could have done that, and I think Bremont will be good going on down the road, just as I think Joaquin will be good going down the road. It's a tough and sometimes painful lesson for some of those teams to learn. But having said all that, um, you know, I, I, I think it tells us probably more about how good the, the, the winning team was over, you know, the other team. Are they really uh, – were they pretenders? Are they really not that good? No, I think in both cases, both of those teams are good. It's just they – uh, were were a bit off, and the teams that are really good handed them a pretty lopsided defeat, and those teams are legitimate contenders. In Mark's case, they're number one until somebody proves them differently, as we've been talking about for some time. Talking with Craig Way, the Texas High Football Hall of Famer here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation to hashtag TF Today. All right, Craig, I want to ask you a little bit about uh, one of the teams in your neck of the woods, which is Lake Travis, uh, a team that uh, off to uh, an excellent start. Obviously, 4-0. They draw uh, Austin Bowie this week. Um, they have been curiously doing this with their backup quarterback, with Bo Edmondson. Um, and, and obviously they have an outstanding quarterback who's been injured for, uh, I believe the entirety of the season in Nate Yarnell, um, who is a, a star in his own right. Um, it's a, it, call it good problems having, having quarterbacks, uh, of that talent, uh, you know, as far as in stockpile, but you don't want to Wally Pip anybody. 
But at the same time, seems like Bo Edmondson's doing just fine with this offense. In your conversations with Hank Carter, has this come up as far as what, if and when, obviously we hope Navy Arnell gets healthy as soon as possible, if and when Nate Yarnell is ready to go, have they given any thought to what they're going to do at the quarterback spot? I think right now they're still going to ride the hot hand of the sophomore Bo Edmondson. It's all going right now. Now, Lake Travis is in the situation that some other really good teams across the state are in, and that is you get up big in a game, and then you can get the other kid in the ball game and see how it is. And I think that may be the case with regard to Nate Yarnell. Uh, I don't know that necessarily they're going to get up huge amounts on Bowie, but they could. And uh, Bowie is a solid team, but Lake Travis has beaten other solid teams by wide margins this season. I think most folks are expecting both Lake Travis and Westlake to continue beating their opponents by lopsided margins until they meet on Black Friday. So uh, I think the easiest answer in, in Hank Carter's case is you stick with your plan, you go with your starter, and then when you get to margin – uh, where you want to mix the other quarterback in, even if it's in the second quarter, say it's a 21 nothing ball game or whatever, and the game isn't completely decided, you get the other kids some reps. You keep them both sharp because if, if there's, we've learned two things about Lake Travis over the years with the great run, the, the drive for five, and everything else, and the six overall titles is if we've learned nothing else, we've learned two things. Uh, one, that they have outstanding quarterbacks every year who are going to get college scholarships. Two, that they seem to get a quarterback, uh, a quarterback gets hurt every year, and the other one has to step in. That's already happened this year, so it could happen that way. Uh, finally, Craig, uh, you had been last week and, and the week before and the week before, you'd been banging the drum for Joaquin and Tempson. You've been saying Joaquin and Tempson's going to be the, the, the game I'm most excited about, the game I'm most excited about. Uh, it seems like in this week 11, pretty much at every level, you've got your pick of the litter. Yeah. Uh, as far as quality games that are easy to get excited about. Um, is there a game that you are going to have particularly sharp eyes on uh, for weeks for week 11? Uh, I mean, Sep, Matt Sepp and I were talking about this. This, this week goes 25, 30, 40 deep of real quality games. Is there a game or two that you are really, really excited about? Well, you, you and you and Steph are right. It's 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 difficult to choose one or the other. A couple come to mind: one in an upper classification, two in an upper classification, and one in the lower. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two in the upper one, uh, the one pickle is going to be at Battle and Battle and Beltline, mm-hmm. certainly with Cedar Hill and DeSoto. That's that's one. The one that's really got my attention, obviously, is Highland Park at Longview. Mm-hmm. Finding out more about Highland Park after the delayed started, and finding out more about Longview after uh, stubbing their toe early against Temple. Those two come to come to mind and i think uh, wellington and wheeler is one to watch mm-hmm. on the lower classification so uh, i think those are the ones that kind of stand out but you're right there's so you can't really make a bad choice at least in advance of the games that we're looking forward to seeing this week it's a uh, it's a really fun week uh, of texas high school football and of course we will have a cover for you on high school scoreboard live on friday night where you can see craig way the texas high school football hall of famer craig appreciate your time my friend and i will see you on friday and looking forward to it thanks there he goes. Craig Way, the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer, joins us every Tuesday here on Texas Football Today. I didn't want to I didn't want to hem him in. You know, I like to do the question of uh which of these three games are you most excited you about? You can't give him an option on this but week. This week, that was too this week it really is. It's a great week. Mm-hmm. It's a really, really good week. Uh Step and I just got done recording Tep and Step, and like there were there were games that we left off of our game draft 
that were just like, oh, oh, like that's like an unbelievable football game. So uh, really, really good week of Texas High School ball. We appreciate Craig Way hopping on with us. And now let's go over to the other side of the studio and talk with Ashley Pickle, our chief Final Thoughts correspondent Ooh. for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. I like that title. A little extra title I like for it, you. yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I just want to remind people, too, uh, the text line. I just threw it up. If you do have questions, we will be having a show on Friday because I will be – there you go. Tepper's showing you. Um, I will be in the local area, like you said, so we will have that. Other than that, we've got work to do, so we're we're done. Okay. <laughs> so she says. Nine seven two five three two six 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 five. If you want to ask about – a specific game this week. We will get to those on Mailback Friday. 972-532-6665-9725. Damn okay. 972-532-MONK. That's going to do for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks to Houston Wheatley coach uh, Cornelius McFarland and to the Hall of Famer Craig Way for being our guests. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please be a player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.